Hey, BC crew, uh, a couple of things before the show starts here. Uh, one, uh, I know all of us are being affected by COVID-19 in some way, shape, or form, uh, but the craft beer industry is being hit especially hard based off of old laws and restrictions uh, put on breweries right now to basically shut down. I mean, you know, you guys know what's going on. Uh, aside from some beer-to-go options, they're shut down. Please take a minute to check out the link in the show notes. It's labeled MN Craft Brewers Guild Impact. And join in in helping the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild pass laws that would help keep Minnesota craft beer alive and well during and long after this pandemic. And two, we sat down with Talking Waters in uh, mid-March, and at the time, uh, they were planning this this huge Tiki Hut party at the end of the month on March 28th. Now, that event has been canceled, but they still are sending out some of these beers that were going to be at the event. They're still sending them out to stores. So if you have the opportunity, uh, please go out and support them if you can. Thanks and enjoy the show. We're doing this? Yep. All right. Welcome into Brew Chat. I'm your host, Brady Lindquist. I'm here with my co-host, Blake Pipke. Blake, where are we? We took a small trip. A little bit of a trip. A little jaunt. We're in Montevideo. And what the heck would we be doing in Montevideo? Visiting some um, brew extraordinaires here. Brew extraordinaires. Yes. We are at Talking Waters. We've got head brewer, Nick, and we got assistant brewer. Both are owners, right? Yep. Yep. And Phil? Yep. Uh, 50-20, right? 50-20, yes. What does that even mean? I don't know. It just sounded good. Rolled Welcome right up. Welcome to Brew Chat. Tongue. Yeah, thanks for thanks having for us. Thanks for being on Thanks here. for having us. Yeah. Uh, let's get into, oh, should we crack open beer first? How do we want to do this? I think that's the, the only way to start. That's the proper yeah, that's way That's the modus operandi right there, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. sure. Okay. Yep. All right. What are, we, what are we drinking first, boys? So we've got Reality Check. Uh, that's our go-to Pilsner. Um, one that, uh, we are releasing shortly again for a second time, uh, and hopefully a beer that's, that's going to be on our, our lineup, I think pretty, pretty often, if not permanently. Okay. Um, yeah. The fan reaction we've gotten from that beer has been really solid. The people that come in here really enjoy it. Um, been pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And I have not had it yet. Uh, oh, you haven't tried it. I have not tried it yet. This is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you we're, pour that. We're, we're venturing down the love you long time here, beer. What? What? <laughs> so they can keep it around, right? That's that's. Uh, yeah, you know, an easy drinking beer. It looks it's awesome. It's not hazy. It's not fruited, which is just insane. It's just a good old classic right? beer, right? Yeah. Yeah. A beer that tastes like beer. A beer that tastes like yeah. beer. You know, pretty much what beer should should be. Yeah. Yeah. Smells very clean and crisp. Should we cheers it? Mm-hmm. I think so. That was a little weak, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Works. It. You yeah. all right there, Phil? I'm good. We are okay. posing good. for the picture. Yes. Oh, gotcha. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if she got it, but well, that's all good. There's all right. more. Let's, uh, let's get into kind of a little bit of a background of who you guys are and then kind of how you got into craft beer. Nick, go ahead. 
Thanks, Phil. How, where are we going? How far back are we going? Well, just kind um, of a little bit like where you're from, that kind of thing. Just a little background and then sure. get into the craft yeah. beer. Uh, so bounced around as I was as a kid, finished up in Montevideo, graduated high school here, went to college in Duluth. In Duluth is, is really where I, I think, got my, my craft beer bug. Um, and, and why is that? So, so that you're going to college there, I assume? Yeah. Um, so during my time coming back in the summers, I actually worked on a vineyard for a few few years. Um, so kind Locally of, around here? Or? Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, so kind of the vineyard manager. And it was actually uh, kind of my plan to keep going to school in Duluth, get that, that real degree. But uh, I had applied at like Des Moines Area Community College or something for... Des Moines Area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For like an... Uh, viticulture and enology program so it was like a, a grape growing and winemaking program so it was always my plan to come back so all the grapes that we were growing here um, are being shipped out and being made into wine elsewhere so the, oh, the wow. grapes were being sent to Morgan Creek which is down okay. by Mankato and so they were okay. making the wine but we thought um, you know how great would it be to be able to have our grapes stay local and sure. for for the wine to be made here so that was kind of my plan so I was playing around with some winemaking a little bit, you know, in, in my uh, my college, you know, duplex. In the dorm or not the dorm? No, I didn't make wine in the dorm. I did I did try my hand at mead in the dorm. Um, it was <laughs> and a, why mead? <laughs> so that must go into wine. Well, it seemed well, like it was similar. an easy thing to do, but it didn't turn out well. Um, <laughs> so I, I stopped. I stopped immediately. Batch wasn't, one. Wasn't drinkable or what? I mean, you could drink about anything, but... <laughs> This Whether is, or not you decided you want to spit it out was another sure. another this is case, prison, right? Prison. This prison. was prison mead. Yeah, yeah this prison mead here. Yeah, this was. It was awful. It was absolutely terrible. So I, I stopped. Yeah. So I continued with wine a little bit, uh, but at the time, you know, Duluth had some really nice breweries. Only a couple actually yeah, well, at the yeah, time, but at the, at at the point, time. it was. I mean, I guess it was really the brew house was the spot that we went the most. Okay. The you had a nice house. spot at um, at Sir Ben's. Sir Ben's always had a nice tap list. Um, but this was this was before Ben Paddle and some of those big staples in Duluth, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So I think at the time it was probably only um, the brew house and Lake Superior Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, sure. So this was kind of pre-Duluth beer explosion yeah sure. but before the early beer I, or yeah 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 uh, yep. before the bill yep. yep but the the brew house was certainly and still is a great spot to get good craft beer so i think that's kind of where i i picked up on on beer and so i decided while i'm making wine i'm going to start doing uh some some beer on the side and it was it was so much faster um you know, the ability to test variables was so much quicker. Um, and so that's something that I appreciate to be able to experiment and play around with things and kind of hone in on, on what works and what doesn't wine was so much longer. Uh, so I, I kind of, you know, fell out of love with wine and and fell into love with beer and, and kind of kept going. And it, it was just a hobby, right? So I I was going to school. Yeah. I was going to school to be a, a science teacher and so that's what I did. So the, the science background was always something that I was... And that was kind that, of helpful, the it was fun. in there? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Sure. Um, but but just, yeah, the experimentation was always a, a thing that tied into what I was passionate about in terms of, you know, what I wanted to do at the time. Sure. Um, 
So I moved back to Montevideo. I got a teaching job where I was teaching in Marshall, which is like 40 minutes south, not too far uh, yeah, west of here. So I taught there for two years. Uh, decided that I really didn't like teaching, so I moved. Uh, well, I, I quit that and opened or bought a coffee shop, which is across the street, which is across right? the street from us. Yeah. So I owned that coffee shop up until we opened Talking Waters, actually. So I did that for a bit, and and I think a year or two into it, um, the Montevideo Public School District came in and asked if I would apply for a science opening that came up. Okay. So I thought, you know, maybe it was the district that I was in. Maybe I actually do love teaching. I'm going to give it a, another go. Try it out. Um, so I taught in Montevideo for five years. Oh, um, wow. okay. Middle school realized, yep, no, I didn't really like it. <laughs> Not so much. Um, so I was always kind of planning my exit strategy and, and what I wanted to do. And, and beer was always kind of in the background as as a major hobby and something Something that always it was always consistent you know no matter what i was doing or where i was at um craft beer was always something that i was super passionate about and and the hobby was always there so i I had actually met john who's the third owner uh through a a grape picking event that we did at the wine or at the vineyard for a bit that Um, the uh, the vineyard that you worked at yep yep and he had mentioned that he was a, a home brewer and so eventually I had kind of started a little homebrew club and, and John and I um, were really the, the two members that were super consistent. Honestly, it wasn't much of a club, but we had talked about the idea of, um, you know, how nice would it be to have a place in Montevideo that offered really good craft beer sure. because it, it wasn't happening at the time. You know, we were trying to build, build that um, scenario at F- different locations, you know, trying to... To convince, get convince to people, yeah, convince people to bring in craft beer. Okay. With me having a coffee shop, I had a, a beer and wine license, so I was trying to do you some. Did. Yeah, so I was really? trying to do some, okay. uh, like, kind of beer and uh, beer and food pairings, where it was almost like you get a flight and and sliders or a flight yeah, and sure. desserts or whatever it might have been. Yeah. Cool. Just to get a sense of where that was, it was always my dream that I would open. That I would have a, a coffee shop in the morning, and then it would yeah, be a, a which is small like brewery, like a little nano brewery at, at night. But the space didn't didn't work out for that, and so that dream just kind of fizzled out. Okay. So when we opened in 2016, gotcha. um, we opened in July. I had finished the sale in in August, so it was okay. like so one there month is still overlap a coffee and, shop across yep, the street. Yeah, oh, gotcha. And so it was, you know, eventually that that John was retiring from, he was a pioneer seed salesman. So he was retiring from his job sure. and approached me and said, hey, what, what do you think about that brewery idea? You know, I was teaching, but I didn't want the idea to happen without me being involved. It was something that I was, sure. I really wanted to happen. So I think I would have been, I, I'm super competitive, um, <laughs> but it, I, so I would have been super jealous if the opportunity happened and, if, and I let it pass me up. up here yeah, exactly. you weren't a part of it. Right. I'd, yeah. I'd have to move or hide or, or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. So, um, so John presented the idea and, and we kind of rolled with it. Um, and, and in between too, bringing Phil into it. Yeah. I was going to say, where um, does Phil fit in here? <laughs> uh, oh, I bought the building. That was one thing I did, but Nick, are you, uh, Nick's, Nick's got more to say. Well, I'm give us quite, give us a little background on, on Phil here. I uh, graduated from high school in 93 from Wilmer. Yeah, you're Wilmer boy. Yeah, yeah. Wilmer boy. Yeah. Then I went off and uh, I went to school at Wilmer Community College for a year. Okay. And then ended up enrolling in Duluth and ended up going to England for nine months and doing a study abroad program. So oh, wow. I got some experience in England and then did some traveling in Europe and Spain and stuff when like that. When you say experience, this is 
This beer experience. Beer experience. Yeah, man. Gotcha. I mean, <laughs> you're what? One year out of high school and you're I, in Europe. Nope. And you all can of a sudden drink you're drinking absolutely great yeah. beer all over the place. So that was kind of where my beer passion started. I mean, obviously I probably drank some beer before so, that. But. So I hear, I hear it's, it's, it was grain belt premium, right? It was, that oh, was the beer that first. The yeah. That was the from? first beer. Yeah. Primo. For sure. All right. Yeah. Okay. Grain belt. Was yeah. the was the beer? Yeah, yes. that opened yes. my mind. The, the nothing wrong beer. with some primos. No, no nothing wrong was, with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. guys, got to get a start somewhere. So uh, then, after a year in England, I decided um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I moved out to Bozeman, Montana. Oh wow! And then ended up enrolling in Montana State, graduating okay. from Montana State in two thousand. So I saw a lot of uh, kind of pop up craft beer there. I mean, it was brand new. There was a place called Spanish Peaks was a restaurant brewery absolutely fell in love with that place the, you know the beer just tasted different sure. obviously than the beer you could get anywhere else in a bottle or a can super fresh yeah uh, the restaurant was nice and so that i kind of fell in love with that place and i was like god that, that's a really cool idea restaurant uh, brewery yeah um ended up graduating from montana state and then i moved out to seattle so once okay. we ended up moving west further Coast. west more, more, more beer. Breweries. Yeah, there's more breweries popping up there. So I kind of, I wasn't there during the explosion of the breweries, obviously, but it was like the, like the very beginning. It sure. was like just, just before it had exploded or okay. whatever. And then there's still a lot of, a lot of beer options out there. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was nice. Um, and then ended up moving actually back here, buying Jake's Pizza in 2003. Which is right next door. Which is right next door to the, yeah, yep. yeah. So that worked out really well. Um, met Nick at I that point. I was gonna point. say, and then how did you two meet? Yeah, so I, Nick was working at Jake's Pizza. He was in high school and I bought it. So oh, wow. that's okay. how we met originally. So then we, we ended up being just in pretty close contact throughout. Okay. And then four years ago or five years ago or whatever it was when we started talking about this brewery thing, this building was open, and um, I knew I wanted to buy it, but it was uh, kind of a hassle getting that done. And then John and Nick were, you know, they wanted to start the brewery in here, and I thought it was a great idea. I mean, yeah. obviously, I didn't think it would go as well as it has. And did you at think the time. you were going to be spending as much time in here? As no, <laughs> no, there's no chance of that, actually. <laughs> so that changed a lot. Because you were not a home brewer. No, I was not, and yeah. I hadn't brewed any beer at all. And then um, yeah, crazy. I started beer, brewing beer with Nick, and I just fell completely in love with it. Yeah, nice. for that's sure. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And that's when I realized, oh man, I'm screwed. <laughs> I like this way too much. Way too much. And I want to be more, I, way I think more that's involved. A good problem to have. Yeah, though, it was. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That yeah, was good. So that's kind of how that happened. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else offhand. I mean, that was obviously there's a lot more to it than that. Sure. Starting yeah, yeah. the business and stuff, but that's kind of how. Yeah, that... and then getting into that, what was it like going from, you know, home brewing is, from what I hear, totally different than brewing on a big system, which I we can get into your system in a little bit, but what was that like? How, what was the transition going from a home brewer to now you're you're making huge batches of beer and, completely different system and yeah i think you know in terms of the scale of our system it it is relatively small in the world of craft beer mm -hmm. you know we brew on a five barrel system um which for a lot of places is a pilot batch system sure um and that was you know by design i think a lot of times as i was doing research for what we should do when we open a brewery everybody's saying open you know 
buy the the largest equipment that you can because um, you're going to want to upgrade. It's going to be expensive when you upgrade. You're right. going to need yep, to. Yep, and you're going to need to. Um, mm-hmm. Because at the time, you know, when I had the coffee shop, I thought, oh, I can, we can slide with a one-barrel system. And, <laughs> and like, this is when nano well, breweries, back, I was nano say, breweries were popping up, and it was, like, this big thing. And I was, I was all about it, you know. Yeah. Um, so I thought, oh, we could do this small. And the more and more I researched, they are saying, you know, go bigger, bigger, bigger. So I thought, you know, five-barrel would be – it should be a good amount. You know, we had no idea what um, – the you know the community here would support yeah exactly. or if, if they would have any interest in a brewery at all you know you always you're mm. you're clouded by your own dreams and yep. you think okay well, i want craft beer everybody else obviously does too yeah, because sure. it would be crazy not to want really good beer and so it's gotta work so uh, let's get into just for a second here on on where we are and what what this is a fairly small town i i don't know what the population is but um, yeah so montevideo is right around 5500 people yeah, okay so fairly small town <clears throat> and and starting a brewery in a small town like this and like you said not really knowing i mean you have this idea of like you love craft beer so obviously there are more people that love craft beer than just you but then like trying to plan out a, you know working on a business plan, that kind of thing, and figuring out, like, what can this small town support and then what can I offer to get people into craft beer? I mean, that's quite the challenge, right? Yeah, I think we had the the if-you-build-it-they-will-come mentality. Okay. Um, uh, And I'm glad there was three of us and not just, (laughs) like, me. Yeah. Or you. Like, there was times where I was like, it's really nice to have three people to start this up. Because we sure. kind of needed it. Yep. Nick was still teaching. I still owned Jake's Pizza. I was working there a lot. And John was retired. So he had time on his hands to, like, start the business. Working where, on some I of mean, we things. still came in and helped out whenever we could. But he was here, like, doing the day-to-day, like, just getting stuff ready to go, waiting for the licensing, filling all the pr- paperwork out. Where... Nick and I would have had to do that. It would have been a lot slower. We yep. would have started Absolutely. a lot later for sure. So it was nice to have three people, I think. Yep. You know, in terms of, you know, okay, what beers do we want to provide for the, for the community? We did a couple tastings where we had provide, we had probably eight to 10 different home brewed batches. Okay. I think two different times um, we kind of had a private event. It was friends, family came to Java River and we just asked for honest feedback. What are the yeah, beers sure. like? Sure. What are the ones that you like? What are the ones that you don't like? So that when we did open, we had an idea of, okay, well, we know that we have to have at least these core beers on yep. to, 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 start to make off, most people happy. Yeah. Yep. And that was always, I think, the point that we wanted that is that we had a lineup that no matter who came in, you could find one beer mm-hmm. that you were excited yeah. about. Yeah. Um, we didn't want to turn anyone away. You got to be approachable. Uh, so, yeah, so we did offer, you know, that was the idea is to have some beers that were certainly approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and we still try to do that. We still try to have a lineup that's, that's pretty, you know, um, widespread. There are certainly times where we get caught up and, and next thing you know, you have like four or five hazy IPAs on a list of 10. But um, <laughs> we know that where we're at, we can't do that. Um, that we need to have, you know, an amber logger on or, how or something does like that, that. But I only ask this question because what does that look like when you have those hazies on and not some of those other options? You kind of you kind of mentioned you you can't do that, but I always go back to drastic measures, and that's like they do do that, and they're about the same size of town. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, it it seems like we do okay. 
as long as we have a sour on it, it seems like people okay. are happy, which is yeah. okay. completely which plenty cr- of those as well. Which is completely crazy, you know, in terms of what we thought originally. You know, we have Farmer's yeah. Tan, and that was kind of our number one selling beer. And we decided, well, let's do a kettle sour just for our sake Try because we want to experiment with the process. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as we did it, people are like, you better not take these off. Like, we want to like have them. a sour on at all times. And, and so that's been a pretty big a pretty big beer for us, a pretty big style that's, I think, um, really pushed our brand quite a bit. Yeah, and you do do a good job making them. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Should we, before we get any further, should we crack into another beer? Sounds good to me. I'm down. Jamie? She's the intern tonight. So. Yeah, intern Jamie. Thank oh, you. so here's a sour right now. So we've got a sour. This is MN Aloha. Smoothie sour with uh, passion fruit, orange, guava, right? Guava Coconut and uh, sea salt. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's one of our more popular sours we've done so far. And uh, yeah, the can art is it's okay. It's, it's pretty, mediocre art, at best. I mean, it's, it's all right. Pretty fun. Uh, Jamie, um, I think you did a decent job. Turned yeah. out pretty good. I mean, it's this is uh, for the <laughs> for the listeners. We are the first time sitting in couches while doing a brew chat here. Yeah. So kind of, I kind of like it. I like what do you we're think? Breaking, Blake? Uh, Breaking into new stuff here. Yeah, breaking rules. Nice. Yeah. Breaking yeah. rules. Yeah. This is more like brew lounging. We doing yeah, yeah, yeah. cheers in this? All right. I was waiting for J- Jamie there. I feel like these glasses are delicate. Yeah. For the uh, the loud clink. We need yeah. some robust mugs. Ooh man. That. Whoa. Holy flavor. Yeah. A lot um, more going on here. Wow. That is that is sweet. What do you think, Blake? Is this a boat beer? Yeah. 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 Um, my wife would absolutely love this. Yeah, this is I really think so good. Too. Holly would uh, yeah. really enjoy this. This is definitely a, a big candy boat beer here. So big candy boat beer, Jamie. I dig it. Big I dig it. Candy boat beer. Yes, that's a new category. It's a it's a right. it's a right. BK boat beer. <laughs> All right. All right. This is. I'm down. Someone's like gonna it. like that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Good night. So this is this is okay. a new beer that are you guys releasing this. For the tiki, yep. So, so yeah, so this is this. Uh, so we released this beer last year, second time for the around. first second time. time so this is the second okay. time around. The response we had last year was fantastic, yeah. to the point where we're like, well, we should release this immediately again, and decided, yeah. no, 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 no. Let's let's let the fans wait. Let's yep. let them you know sit sure. back and and wait Make for them it. Stew exactly. Yeah. So uh, we planned a tiki party. So that's coming up uh, March 28th. Yeah. So this is this is one of uh, one of what four t- one of three tiki sours that will be released. So you're gonna have more sours. of that oh. for that event. So this will come out for the event. We're also doing some that will come out um, 16 ounce can. in 16-ounce cans. Really so nice. the same week that we, re- that we um, host the party, people will have access to this beer in 16-ounce cans at all of the retail locations that we're in. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I, this thing has such a flavor punch. Yeah. Like, it smells amazing. But That's it awesome. tastes exactly the way it smells. Like, yeah. it is good. It is really good. Thank you. It, I think it We're reaches fans. past the solid four, doesn't it, Blake? Heck yeah. yeah. All right, all this right. Is, uh, I love that flavor combo. Yeah, so this was, I had taken a trip to Maui, and it was the first time I was exposed to Pog, which is like the the juice blend of Hawaii, sure. which is passion okay. fruit, orange, and guava. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sure. while I was there, I was like, okay, we need to do a beer that has this juice blend. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. 
And so adding, and then we just decided to add a little, little bit of uh, that coconut in there as well, just to top off the tropical flair. But um, it it turned out, I think, beyond our expectations. It was it's it's a fun beer to do, and and people really enjoy it. Yeah. Well. And we kind of release it at this point in, in the year too, where like you you feel like all hope is yeah. gone. Like, yeah. are we gonna survive this? You're We're gonna make it. For yeah. You know, this gives you that like glimmer of hope. Yeah. Exactly. Like you're sitting enough to plow through that April snowstorm that's yeah. coming. And would right? you be hilarious right. if? During the event, there is a snowstorm or something. That's all right. I think we're gonna be. <laughs> I can see that. That happening. might happen. That, that will not. Happen. That will not uh, bring our spirits down. We are. No. We are ready to. No, full to tiki party. Would probably right. accentuate the yeah. whole tiki party aspect. Yeah. That would be fun, actually. Oh, man, yeah. absolutely. And the name on the spear is pretty solid. Yeah, it is. It I is. don't think the brand manager named the spear. Honestly, I think no. uh, I think Nick named this beer. This was yeah. pretty oh, okay. sure inception, so, wow. the final yeah. final uh, product. Well, okay. did she uh, she carry through with the the, the brand identity? I think she did. That label. She usually yeah hits it hits it out of the park. It's super so. nice. You all did a good job because this thing is for sure. This, this thing is, is for amazing. sure. Thank Tasty. you. Thanks, for guys. sure. <laughs> This actually does really bring me back to sitting, you know, right Mexico up to or a, something. Yeah, or? right up to a a, a a pool bar. Yeah, drinking that smoothie that you know just ah, this thing. You have is no good. idea what's in it, but it tastes great. Yeah, I mean, you just be like, it is great. More por favor. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm all about it. Uh, yeah, super good. good. So going from the system, right? So you you. You didn't get yeah, it. Yeah. So, how, so how hard is it to go from home brewing yeah. to a larger system? So we were fortunate um, at the time. Uh, Goat Ridge, I think, was maybe about a year into to their opening, and then Foxhole was maybe a half of a year. Yeah, in. I was going to say they were just a little. Was it like six, seven, eight months after Goat Ridge? I feel yeah, like they could have been it, something like so. So we yeah. first we went to Goat Ridge, and that was right away when we were planning, and they were. They were super great. They were, uh, you know, nice enough. They had, you know, just like computer files of, okay, these are the documents that you need to, to fill out yeah, to get things going. Um, and I feel like, you know, that would have been a month of us just figuring out <laughs> what needed to be done. So that accelerated the process for us. And then as that was happening, I was in this mindset that we were going to Franken-brew this system. Like, we're going to piece together mm-hmm. whatever we could, as cheap as we could. Sure. So that we had this proof of, of brand and concept, and, and it wasn't going to cost us, you know, a million dollars to get into this. To get going, yeah. Um, so then we went, and John and I brewed with Ryan at Foxhole. Okay. Yep. Just to kind of see, because we had never brewed in a large system or with pumps or anything like that, um, how, how it works. How and different it would be. Yeah, and honestly, I felt like I don't know. When I stepped back, I real I felt like this isn't that much different from homebrewing. They're just larger tanks, you know, larger vessels. Mm-hmm. You just are using you're using pumps instead of. For me, I was gravity feeding stuff, so mm-hmm. it was just you know a, a few small things that you had to get used to, but it didn't seem like it was it was too difficult. Um, yeah, there's learning curve, but. I, I felt super confident in, in what we were doing. So we actually bought um, three used dairy tanks from Junkyard Brewing Company. Frank and uh, Brew System. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like 
They they had the the cheapest dairy tanks on Craigslist at the time. I think they so they had wanted to start a, a brew, brew house that was I think a little bit larger than they what started. What did you type in when you were searching for this? <laughs> I think that's what you know is like I don't know like dairy bulk tanks. And how the hell did you have a match of something that was in our state? <laughs> There's uh, actually a lot of people have dairy bulk tanks. That's okay. that's a true story, and they they're asking a lot of money for them actually. But that were set up for brewing. These weren't. Yeah. These oh, weren't. weren't. No, it just happened to come from a brewery. Oh. So junkyard, I think originally thought they were going to use them, and oh, okay. they I think they started with a smaller system. So they yeah. I think started with like a three and a half barrel system. Okay. Sure. So uh, my dad, my sister, and I we drove up, you know, to. Uh, to Moorhead and and loaded these giant tanks filled with dirt and leaves and and whatever. So they were just sitting outside. Sitting somewhere. outside, yep. So we drove them back on the trailer, and I had cleaned them out a little bit in my driveway before I brought them to the brewery because I'm 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 super proud of these tanks. I'm True. like I'm gonna bring them down. These guys are gonna good first like, impression from give the me guys, huge right? pat on the back. Like you just saved our lives, you know. And <laughs> I felt like when I showed up, they're like, holy shit, what in the hell did Phil, you buy? You what know? did you think when you first saw this system <clears throat> or these no, tanks? I had no clue. I was like, what? We're gonna use those? <laughs> like that doesn't. That's not making any Not sense possible. to me. <laughs> but sure I didn't we're... understand what Nick's plan was either. We hadn't... It was like Nick was like on going a thousand miles an hour. He goes, buys these tanks, brings them over. He's like, all right, I'm going to explain to you how we're going to use these. So I had no idea. I was like, oh, okay. We're well, at this point, cows? you weren't brewing beer at all. So Just you... with him at home. Okay. Yeah. And home brewing and like what we're it doing seemed now, very obviously. different. I mean, it isn't... Honestly, what Nick said, it isn't as different as you'd think it is. Okay. I look back now and I'm like, I don't know if I could homebrew a batch by myself <laughs> in comparison yeah. to what we're doing oh, now. Yeah, like, I, exactly. I would have to go through the process again, <clears throat> how you did it and how we did it. You might have to explain it to me again because yeah. there is some differences yeah. like in the equipment you're using and the, the size of the equipment and stuff like that. Sure. But anyway, um, yeah, I was shocked. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. And then for the price, I was like, oh, this is, I mean, if this is going to work, kick ass, right? <laughs> yeah. We haven't spent any, hardly any money at this point in the sure. basement, at least. We were spending money other places, up, obviously, up, up remodeling here. and stuff like that. Sure. But the basement, Nick was like, yeah, man, imagine we're going to start this brewery and these tanks are basically like no price. And then we're going to start with these two fermenters. Fuck, they're, they're not that expensive. He's like, we haven't spent that much money down here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's impressive, actually. So, but looking back on it, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't say it, we weren't super confident, but at the same time, Nick was like, let's start out real small just to see, you know, because yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. know. We had no idea. What yeah, if it was to just crumble and you'd be like, oh, you bought a million dollars or whatever sure, it would yeah. be and be like, oh, well, no one likes the beer or Montevideo just didn't take it. Right, sure. they you they just don't like know. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had no idea know. at the time, yeah. but yeah. So, but okay. yeah, it was it was kind of funny, <laughs> and the stories about them carrying those tanks as like him, his dad, and his sister. Like those things are they're not heavy they're not like f. It's not a three oh person job, but we got it done. It was a lot <laughs> of swearing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. No, <laughs> not over there. No over. No. Over here. It was however you that. could get them on the trailer, man. We got them. We got them home. That's the. As long that's as the you key. can get them on the trailer. Yeah. Haul them out of there. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. We have these standard questions for. We're doing a brew chat here, right? Yeah. We got. Yep. You know, we have go-to styles, right? 
What what is your go to style of beer? Do you have a certain beer that you love? Go like, start with if, style. Yeah, suppose, if but. if we were to come over, I mean, do you have a style like? What would we anything? be drinking? Um, like me personally? Yeah, yeah. not the brewery or not no, anything else. Just, we you. come to your house. Oh, I would drink Square Nail. That's okay. Square yeah, Nail would be yeah, the that's one. Just, awesome. uh, it's yeah. almost. It's American IPA. It's got some West Coast notes to it. It's a yep. little sweeter than a, you know, a super it's a great beer. Yeah, beer, but it's nice and hoppy. Um, yep. I like the hop combination. Nice. I think it works well, and it's the beer that I fell in love with. The reason actually that I'm probably sitting here because I sure. we brewed that beer and then I got to see it from start to finish uh, out of Nick's garage. Okay. And I remember tasting it the first time once it was done. So this was and a I was like, wow, this beer is really good. Yeah, so this recipe. is a recipe that, that has translated from, wow. from home brewing to cool. Talking Waters staple. Okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. That is awesome. And that's actually yeah. my first experience with Talking Waters with Square Nail. All oh, right. Uh, so you guys had uh, my boss and some other folks out here, I believe, to bring maybe some beer over to O'Neill's. True. I believe. Yep. Uh, and he came back and he was telling me square nail. You got to try square nail. And you guys must have, I don't know if it was one of the first kegs or somewhat early on at O'Neill's. It was our you first. Had, you had square nail there. It was our first yep. distribution location. And so yeah. I yeah. went there to try out the square nail. Uh, and it was great. Right I was on. hooked great. ever since. That's good. So, awesome. Yes. Glad to hear that. That's killer. Very good beer. So, but that, so that's your favorite. <clears throat> That'd be style and then just like kind of go-to beer yep 100 percent for sure for me okay what about you nick oh man that's a good question uh it's got to be it's a balance right so like it would be a i really dig having hazy ipas so you brew beer and you like hazies i i I do like hazies (laughs) i totally but uh the majority of the time i'm looking for something that's actually like low abv Okay. Um, whether that's, I honestly, reality check fits that, that mold for me. Like I could drink, I would love to have reality check because all the time more sessionable or why? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I enjoy, you know, I like the, the social aspect and just, you know, sitting down and having a couple beers. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think as time has gone on, uh, those those hazy beers have crept up in ABV, yep. mm-hmm. and for me, I'm not a super big guy. Uh, yeah. To sit down and have a bunch of like eight and a half percent, like totally crushable doubles, yeah. uh, <laughs> like the only person that's getting the, crushed is me, kind the, of thing. The boat you know, beers, you mean? The boat beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boat beers. Like boat beers. Yeah. Uh, so I I enjoy I really enjoy having like a hazy IPA and and really sitting back and and like thinking about the flavors that are going on with yeah, all the, the great hops but i'm also I, I also really enjoy just sitting back and and drinking a few you know a bunch of low abv sure. like classic style pilsners would be great okay yeah nice sure the whole hazy thing is just it's really interesting to me because you just get such a there's such a weird dynamic between like the enthusiasts and the brewers and I think we have a we have a love hate relationship with them. You know, uh, we you know Square Nail itself is I think maybe more Midwest 
IPA versus West Coast IPA, but it has a lot of. What, I think it has a lot more the, the Midwest IPA because we. Well, uh, like you said, it's got to be approachable, right? Like yeah. everything that it is, it's it's not too abrasive. It's not in your face. It's not uh, super super bitter. You know, it's, but it's, it's Minnesota nice. So okay. it's it's got a, a decent amount of residual sweetness to balance out the bitterness. It's gotcha. not over the top bitter. You know, so it comes out at like sixty four IBUs, but. It it doesn't finish super dry like a tr- like a traditional West Coast IPA, so it's sure. it's pleasing to a lot of people. Yeah, um, but we still love West Coast IPAs, and and so I think sometimes these the new hazy beers are they tend to overshadow that beer, sure. right? And for, I mean, I they're great beers, they, and they allow you to play with these really fun hops, and they have a lot of great characteristics, um, which is why I love drinking them. But I. I also like to come back to that really nice, dry, bitter West Coast IPA, mm-hmm. where you could feel like you could drink a few of them, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know it's not like cloyingly sl- sweet or or anything like that. Sure. Um, sometimes a hazy IPA, you're it's kind of one and done, yeah. or one and you need to move on to the next one so to different. find something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where the experimentation's going on right now is like trying these like more extreme hop mashup. Like there's some crazy stuff going on. Yeah, I, th- I think in how people are using dry hops, I think people are getting crazy with like the amount of dry hops they're throwing in. Um, maybe to the point of like overload, like how, how saturated <laughs> can you get a beer sure. um, mm-hmm. with, with those hop oils and is... is you know, 10 pounds per barrel of dry hopping really doing you any good? Or is it just really cool sounding? Mm -hmm. And jacking up the price. And jacking up the price (laughs) because those hops absorb a lot of liquid, you know? Um, I don't know. That's not something that we've played around with, uh, getting up that high. I feel like we found maybe a sweet spot. But um, so they're fun to try. I mean, everybody else can keep doing the 10-pound dry hops, and we'll we'll keep trying them. Sure. I was going to say, so... You got your favorite beers. Now, what is your favorite to actually make? It's a great question. Yeah. It was fun to make Reality Check again because the first time around it was so, so good and people enjoyed it so much. And you've got such a clean beer there that it's like, well, we need to duplicate that again. But it has to be perfect. You got to get it done right. I mean, it's like Miller Lite, Coors Lite. Like you have to, it has to be right on the money. It's not like you can play around with that where a hazy beer comes out and you're like, oh, that didn't taste exactly the same, but it was pretty much almost similar. The, the hops yeah. were different this year. So yeah, so we didn't. Slightly different. So that was fun to remake again and then find out that it's almost dead on the money. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Duplicating something that everybody liked the first time around. And, and you that can, can be, you can do that it again. seems like a challenge, right? Yeah, it can be. Yeah, for Nailed sure. That. I mean, it, when the hops you use and stuff like that can be different, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, with that beer, I, I, think we, I think we did all right on the second time around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That was fun to know that you could do it again and it's going to be consistent. Sure. What about yeah, you, Nick? Um, those beers are certainly fun just because it's it requires a level of skill, I think, and attention to detail to make sure that, that things are right. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do enjoy doing the sour beers okay. just because I think from like a culinary perspective, I enjoy the blending of, of fruit the components and together. things like that. Yeah, so like... I, I love to cook, and I love the idea of okay. So you add a dash of this and a little of that, and and um, 
create this thing that's that's better than than I think the individual parts. Sure. Um, and the sour beers for us have I think been something like that where we get to play around with with components that that are are very different and not necessarily classic beer components, um, but it turns out to be something that people really enjoy. Uh, now that that being said, I I I, I still like stepping back away from fruited beers and having beer that tastes like beer i would prefer that honestly okay but in terms of the fun of brewing uh those beers are certainly super interesting for us and and the process is very unique and the way that we've kind of come about the way that we do things has been i think very unique um and and it's it's been working out i think really well for us yeah they can also be a gigantic pain in the ass. That's true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's the, maybe that's why well, the it, appeal, right? Like that the makes unknown. it a little more fun. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. what's gonna happen? Like you know? oh, we ah, uh, we should add more of that. Ah, yeah. uh, we should. Uh, yeah, that yeah. didn't. That's not quite right. Let's. That is kind of fun to mess around with the sours like that. I agree. Sure. Like ah, uh, should we put some more vanilla in there? Uh, uh, what about some more fruit? Yeah. Yeah. Let's add some more fruit. So that is kind of fun. So we are going to crack into, so this is a bottle, this beautiful bottle, and yeah. it's called One Sour Belgian Double. 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 Double or double? It's a, it's a I don't know. go either one. It's doable. <laughs> I think uh, people would accept either one. Okay. Yep. I wasn't sure of the pronunciation there, but it's 8% and it is aged in red wine barrels with the, yeah. uh, oh, and tart cherries on cherries how's that work yeah so this was this was a a belgian double that we done had done um and decided to throw a small amount into actual uh local red wine barrels that house some marquette so the the winery is uh hinterland out of clara city okay um so it had some marquette wine sitting in it we Threw in, I think, 42 pounds of tart cherries along with some of the double and uh, a, a blend of wild yeast and just let it rock and roll for about a year. A year, um, okay. Wow. So this is the first and only of our Confluence series. This is number one, one and only. Um, and we when, actually got a polite letter to not use that name anymore from another brewery. Oh, really? Uh, so we, we might uh, we might start the, the C&D series. <laughs> C&D series sounds <laughs> about a, right. At some point. I like but, that. Uh, I like that. I think it, oh. we've got uh, a couple more wine barrels coming from Hinterland actually this week that I think we're going to throw. Um, yes. So try to do a Flanders Red, yeah. which is okay. a, a style of beer that Phil and I, I think, really, really enjoy. I we really don't drink enjoy enough of beer. it. But, no. Um, so when was this brewed? So this was this was a beer that was actually brewed in 2016. 16. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So this is this has been aged. Been um, so we have a, a select number of bottles that are left. I think we're probably down to less than 20 for personal consumption only. Of course, Confluence Brewery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, shout out to them. So this is uh, this is just for us. This is great. It, the, the, oh, this is smooth. So it's got a nice little level of funk. It actually, yeah. you know. Um, some of these wild wild yeast strains that you mm-hmm. use, um, lactobacillus in, in particular, doesn't necessarily like IBUs. You yeah. know, like as you increase the bitterness, yep. uh, it has it has an effect to kind of cut back on the effect of some of the bacteria. Sure. So it's not uh, overly tart, but we had some beer that we wanted to throw into barrels, and we thought, what a fun experiment 
to sure. let this go. Um, and it had finished out mostly in the fermentation along the way with, with standard uh, ale yeast too. So there wasn't a lot for it to chew on um, in terms of bringing out that sour note. Yeah. So it's not overly sour, but you get a nice little funk. Yeah. Um, yep. And just a touch of tartness yep. and a little bit of fruitiness. That, you know, to me, this is such a great beer. Like, um, it's a good meal beer. Like yeah, it, Thanksgiving. It is. You know, or Christmas it or something like me that. slightly or... of your mead that you were talking about. Yeah, did you have that? Do you remember the, the mead that... No. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I'm just so, saying, like, the mead that I've had. Sure. You, it, it does remind yeah. me of that a little bit. Sure, yeah. You smell this, and it's almost... You oh, almost dirty. smell that booziness, but then it tastes nothing like that. When I smell it, it's, like, very rustic, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Like very farmhouse... Yeah, horse blanket. Very horse Comes blanket. Yeah, horse absolutely. Blanket, huh? Funky, good, funky horse Farm blanket. Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slamming porch door. Are we just? We're just. <laughs> I like that. No, I like that. That's a great beer name. Slamming Slam, porch door. Sla- <laughs> Slamming porch door. You heard it here first. Boom. <laughs> All right. Let's take. Let's get it quick before we get a yeah. and D from yeah, yeah. B- over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just BK boat beer. BK. BK. <laughs> Yeah, so this is fun. This is no, this, uh, is, this is, is a great beer. beer. I, I One that we enjoy coming back to. For us. This is awesome. Uh, had you guys not been handcuffed to the table, this would have been a, an amazing have beer to, make to release. This series named something different mm-hmm. again because it is. I agree. Great. I think it, I think it's it's gonna come back. The yeah. two yeah. wine barrels we're gonna get on Wednesday, I think, are gonna be part of that. Yeah, right? do I, yep. yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I like it, dude. This is a killer beer. So look out for two. Yeah, coming soon. Two. Okay. Nice. Two's coming out. Like, yeah. In like a year or two. Yeah, when I say soon, I mean <laughs> <laughs> don't don't hold your breath. <laughs> this, these things take some time. They take uh it's C&D, gotta be a year. C and D series? The C and D series. Number two. Num- number two. I, yeah, this, this yeah. is amazing. I mean this is a Thank you. Yeah, it is really good. This is a Christmas yeah. special, right? Yeah, it was here. a shame that the series had to come to a halt, but <laughs> Well that I was I was gonna ask, you know, like how many beers have you air barrel aged? Mm, that's a good question. Because I, well, you have your Berserker series, right? But is there there's others, right, or not? Yeah, it's 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 a handful. Three, four. Oh, we've got a couple down there right now. Five, six. We're probably at eight to ten beers that okay. we've done. So in barrels, you know, for us, it's we have a a, a space limitation, and so. Uh, having a bunch of barrels sitting around, yeah. it, it does, it's not super feasible. We don't have the ability yeah. to come in with a forklift and stack barrels. Okay. So, so space has always been uh, an issue for us. Okay. So at any given time, we don't really have more than maybe four to six uh, barrels between wine and spirit barrels that are sitting sure. around. Um, and to be fair, we honestly decided at one point... We've got other focuses. Like yeah. We were brewing beer uh, to the point where we were max capacity trying yeah. to keep up. And that has happened before. Right now we're pretty, got a time. pretty sweet on ahead of schedule. But there was a time where we were like, <laughs> dude, we don't have much beer left. Like, So I think we weren't as focused on that sort of thing. Yeah, those could've. things, obviously, I mean, those are side projects, right? Yeah. For yeah. us, especially, they're side projects. Yeah. So those take a back burner. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think now that we've, well, we're entering new territory and stuff as far as how much beer we can brew, I think we could play around a lot more than we 
Yeah. Where so that's, are. And so we just we actually picked up a fun little tool oh, geez, uh, that, that. that we found at, at CBC, so the Craft Brewers Conference last year yeah. in Denver. Yeah. Uh, and there's a tool. It's called a squirrel. And okay. so it's a square barrel, okay? It's 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 primarily made of stainless steel. It's it's square in shape, and you actually fill in um, holes in the square with wooden staves sure. that are toasted, just like the wood that would be making up in, a, a regular barrel. Yeah, yeah. And you have the freedom to to kind of. Uh, soak these staves in whatever spirit or wine that you'd like to. So okay. if you want a bourbon barrel, uh, you know, whatever bourbon you'd like, we have the ability to soak sure. these staves in that bourbon and, and then age a beer on that. Um, and it's 30 gallons. So this, you know, the surface area okay. ratio, it allows for us to it's age. It's not the same. It's a no, little yeasty might, towards the bottom. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little yeasty it towards might the not bottom. Be nearly as good as before. But yeah, here, here go ahead and left. I swear I don't have COVID nineteen. You can go ahead and take <laughs> some of that. Um, it's just a sore throat. You're just fine. a sore throat. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a it's a crazy cold. Um, but it allows it allows for the barrel aging process to to be kind of fast. Actually, that's awesome. So uh, we took some reality check and we threw it in on on kind of plain. Uh, like low charred white oak, uh, and so we're excited to, to see kind of how we do that. now. We take reality check and we make it into three <laughs> or four different yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Just play with it. With it's a yeah. yeah, it's you such have, a fun yeah, you have a to base play with. That's so for our listeners, they don't know this. You have currently you have your reality check, but uh, what what did you call it? It's it's yeah. So it's hops. it's the crazy pills. The crazy so it's pills. it's a little hazy cra- dry hop cra- pills. Crazy pills, according to the brand manager. Um, and so this was, so this was an opportunity for us to use, uh, this NZH 107, which is a New Zealand, uh, hot blend that we got from BSG. Okay. Uh, and just kind of see what are some of the characteristics that it throws before we use it in a blend or, or in a, maybe a hazy IPA or something like that. And sure. So we're super excited that you haven't used, no, never used it before. And yeah. we thought, okay, we'll just use a, a small batch. Sure. We have a tiny little bright tank that we can play around with. So it was it just a little experiment, and it turned out really well, and, and a hop nice. that we're super excited about, That's or a hop awesome. blend that we're excited Which about. Which is pretty yeah. cool, because that could have gone sideways. Yeah. I mean, if you're dealing with a, just that base beer, and then you throw a hop in there, and it's like, oh, that hop doesn't meld well at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually worked really well. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, great. That's kind of Nailed fun. it on yeah. the first combo. try. Yep. So Nailed when it. you say small, this is like one batch or one barrel. Uh, so it's a two barrel, two, two, barrel, two, barrel, two barrel bright tank. Typically you're doing five barrel of most things, right? Is that what mm-hmm. it is? Yeah, five to ten barrels. So we have sure, a five right. barrel brew house. Um, yeah. And we have I, a, a few a few ten things. barrel. Yeah, so we have uh, some ten barrel uni tanks that, okay. that we're double batching into. Okay. A lot of what we do is double batching batching into sure. these 10 barrel tanks okay yep. gotcha. um and we're actually moving towards getting a 10 barrel brew house okay. uh, and a few oh, more 10 barrel units so we're going to be doing single batches cutting our time uh down a little bit so we're not not here all the time but or at least yeah. spending our time on on something else too Check. you know sure. that needs to get done not just yeah. not just like climbing and um surfing oh yeah the fun stuff yeah, yeah. snowboarding yeah. stuff like yeah, that yeah. oh yeah so where do you see this fall in five, ten years. Do you see this like morphing, buying Pomida, buying, you know, I mean, like. Where's the closest Pomida? Pomida. Hope, <laughs> hope and wishes. Um, I you see know, where he's going with it. No, like, I, you know, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, know, you know what I mean? 
The old Walmart. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm, that's, I'm just, I mean, like, do you have... What's the vision yeah. for the future, essentially? Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to have this meeting on Friday morning, actually. My bad. Oh, wow. Nick, you go ahead and lead on the future. No, I, I, I mean, I think like, we had some really good ideas earlier today. That's, but that's awesome. If you would have asked me the question a year or two ago, okay. um, I would have been, you know, right on... We're going to have a separate location. That location is going to be a production facility. Distribution, mm-hmm. yeah, Distribution was going to be a major that thing that we were going to do. This sure. would stay a five-barrel brew house. Everything that we would do here is going to be for the tap room. And then and, 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 and we would be canning and, and doing things elsewhere. Yeah, which um, a lot of breweries do that. Yeah, and I, I think I think what we've what we've realized is that there was there was untapped potential in the space that we had. Sure. Uh, that we can continue to grow with what we have here. There's uh, a space next door that, that we would love to have, and, and we're going to make a, a serious move to get it. Um, if the guy will sell the thing. It, yeah, as long as, as, long as he's Maybe on board. Maybe he can listen to this podcast. Yeah. I, mean, um, I doubt I mean, it. If there's something we can do that we're, we're yeah. going to be on. We can. We yeah. pull quite a bit of weight I, around. Yeah, you, right on, right you on. have well, no I'm idea. Hoping, I'm hoping. The amount but of it, it would allow us to expand to a point where I think we would be super comfortable it would give us the opportunity to have some more event space. Sure. Um, in the end, I'm not looking, I don't think we're looking to be this giant regional brewery. Sure. Um, I love the idea of supplying our beer to a lot of Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, okay. To locations that make sense for us. Yep. Not everywhere, but locations that make sense for us. Locations that really do a nice job of supporting Good craft beer. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, smart growth is better than just vomited out growth. There. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think you've learned that watching people do like, okay, we're just gonna bomb everywhere. entire Minnesota with yeah. beer, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you just retract. You're pulling back on accounts. Yep, yep. You can't. You, you don't can't have enough, up. or or yeah. the beer ends up not yeah. suffering from you know too much production or yep. whatever it is. We and just I gotta think, push this one out. And I think if I like. Five to ten years in the craft beer industry is is kind of a crazy look, you yeah. know. Like so much, I think has changed in a relatively short period of yeah, time. It really has, and I enough. and I think that growth curve is like very exponential, and and things yeah. are going to be changing rapidly in in the beer world, especially Minnesota. I think we have a lot of a lot of things legally that we're trying to push through. Yeah. That's going to change the change. that's going to change the atmosphere of craft beer in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think if you step back and, and try to think of, uh, it, I honestly think that you're you're doing a pretty damn good job if you can ID what you're gonna do maybe one two three years sure. out. Yeah. Um, the landscape that's, that's changes. Yeah, so the landscape quickly. is crazy. Yeah. And and so much good beer is being pushed out there, which makes yeah. it super fun for us to be a part of that industry. Yeah. We really dig that. Um, so I I think you know we kind of have an idea of in the next couple of years what do we want to do. Yeah. And that, that's part, you know, we're getting a new brew house, uh, allowing us to expand our, our production. Sure. Um, and, and I think playing around with bumping up from a five barrel to a 10 barrel system, seeing what we can do there, seeing how we can be more, most efficient. Sure. Um, and, and at the same time, cr- pumping out really quality beers that people enjoy. Yeah. Um, and does that look... So if you can expand the tap room, right? But that is that more in distribution? Or a lot of what we do will be an expansion of distribution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, and the light expansion that we can, we, we can do in the tap room. Yeah. We might sell a little bit more beer in here. If yep. we could get a different space, sure. yep. bigger event, event space, something like that. Stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. then you can move more beer in here yeah. for sure. But it's not going to be to the point where that's going to yeah. make a significant difference yeah. here. It'll be more distribution. I would think yeah. so. I like I mean, that's feel. what I think. And how do, you, how do you see distribution in the next few years? So like right now, the huge thing is question. seltzers are like on skyrocketing, right? And then you got the hazies, which are doing extremely well. Like, what, how, how do you see distribution changing in the next few years? Where, where does craft beer go? Because right, because you've trends. got these, all like, these different companies yeah. creating these different seltzers and stuff. Now, I just heard today, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Sierra Nevada is making a kombucha. Sure, uh, hard kombucha. Hard kombucha, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. interesting. Like, yeah, so that's where. Do, yeah, where do you see craft beer going? Um, well, hard kombucha is not necessarily new, but I think it's definitely picking up steam. I, I think you have a lot of people that are trying to find like, how can we fit into these like these different categories, different categories of mm-hmm. of brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think craft beer uh, is is definitely here to stay. Those things are are I think just to um, to add to to the market share, but. Honestly, I feel like those hazy beers aren't going away. Nope. People enjoy them. I don't yes. think so uh, either. The hops that are being bred right now are, are being designed for these beers. True. Yep. Yeah. Right? So, That's true. so that is not going to change. Yeah. Uh, I think people are all, all about what are the new things that we can do? What are the flavors? Um, like what are the aroma and flavor compounds that we can get from hops mm-hmm. and yeast and the combination of those and the process of using those? Uh, I think that experimentation is going to push forward, and that's that's that is going to be uh, true years down the road. Sure, you know I think hops are here to stay. That is that is something that continues to change. I agree, and and it allows us to really play in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think hoppy beers are always going to be something that that <clears throat> are, that's interesting for people. Yeah, sure. um, I don't, you know I I appreciate. Uh, things like the seltzer, the locale, or yeah. non like the. Well, I feel like the, the seltzers are they're It's a different market, right? I mean, you you're gonna pull more people from maybe some light beers, more college kids and stuff like that towards those things than you are the the true craft beer fans, yeah. right? It's like a it, whole different market. Yeah, almost. you're not. I, you're not a. I don't think you're marketing to the people that love the yeah it's a the hazy ipas necessarily slightly different yeah you're just you're just trying to but it is something out there in the marketplace that you are technically competing with and when you're distribution shelves there's only so much right so that's it yeah so so interesting who's gonna buy the 100th hazy ipa that's put on the shelf right the goal is that we do it well yeah. That we market it well, that it looks the looks good. The thing is, is though, right? it's like that's that's the barrier to entry is good beer, right? So then, what what can you do that's even on top of that? Yeah, it's and that's where the craft beer, like it's a that's it's where a it's tough it's, thing, it's, right? it's There's very so many good breweries. It's very exciting to to kind of step back and think about what's coming next because mm-hmm. yeah, at this point, if you're not making good beer. You're not going to make it long. You're no. not going to survive. And so with so many people making good beer, like I said, that that curve is super exponential. Like the growth and the changes and the progression of craft beer is happening so fast. Yeah. 
that it's a it's such a fun place to be a part of like, at yeah. this point because it it's never been changing more rapidly than now. As long as people don't, I think, sit back and uh, are satisfied with with the idea of okay, hazy beers are exciting, and that's all. That's all. That's that's that. all we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like that's popular, so that's all we're gonna do. We, I think, in this this goes for everybody in, in the craft beer world. I think we have to step back and, and think about, yeah, that's fun, that's super exciting, but what can we do that's new and unique and yeah. and and pushing the boundaries? Yep. Yeah. Um, because that's always been what craft beer was about was pushing yep. the boundaries and doing something that was that was different. And I think um, you're going to have a huge shift. So we back need to see to that. some of these more traditional styles as yeah. well. I think I you're already seeing it. I think you're yeah, absolutely you're you're seeing yeah. more and more craft craft breweries going to how can we how can we progress the uh, a lager to something mm-hmm. that is or the pilsner like a lot. Yeah, of, absolutely. Yeah, some right. Of that right. Thing. So any any that's, lager that's out there that how can we do something that was always deemed, uh, you know, like uh, flavorless, yeah, right, or boring? Yeah. How can we yeah. make that super exciting? Yeah, yep. yeah, it's exciting. So there's, I mean, there's so many different branches. I think that have the ability to like expand into something really cool. Yeah, that's a whole other industry that really like starts to get me like thinking. Is the hops, you know? Where it's made, how, you know, flavor profiles yeah, and all like those different things, flavor profiles. And, yeah. and how do you choose? You know, I mean, there's, it's interesting. There's, there's gotta be dictionaries there are a lot of, options. of, you know, <laughs> we were going to dry hop a beer today with a hop that we thought was going to be the right hop. Yeah. It was the, the right hop in name. Yeah. But it didn't smell right. Sure. So we had to change. We had so to you change didn't and, do it. Oh, we used well. We used the same hop, but we had a different uh, lot number. Sure. Of oh. the Amarillo or whatever yeah. it is. Sure. Yeah. And so we we dry hop so with that a, instead. Yeah, like any so, ag, a, any agricultural product, yeah. right? Like that's kind of just one thing. I mean, over time, yeah. One thing is, and we don't whether get it's gr- to order a bunch of hops from one no. lot either because we're mm. small. So that's just not, it. I mean, that's this is the thing that that. I think a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, in the craft beer industry, drinking, you know, consumers, I feel start to understand how the beer they're actually consuming is done. (laughs) But the whole dynamics of, you know, every hop, every lot number, every, you know, so many things to make square nail consistent. Yeah, but you got to nail down. That's a hard thing for us as, as yeah. small brewers is that we deal primarily with the spot hop market. Yeah. So it's not like we're going out to the Pacific Northwest and rubbing hops and saying, okay, that's our this, lot. This, we're taking yes. that home yeah, and exactly. that's going to be us for, for 2020. Yeah. It's like, uh, we'll take whatever the hell we can get. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to hope, you know, that, that it's, it's similar and that we can, we can blend hops well enough to make yeah. it a consistent product. Right. And so like Phil was saying, uh, you know, today we're we're dry hopping one of our our mainstay beers, and you know, you smell a hop, you cut the bag open for the first time, and and it is not the characteristics that we're looking for in that beer, and yeah, and you have to make the call. Yeah, that's not that's not what we're going to use, yeah. and, and hope hope that we can play around with something that's going to make that beer what we want it to be, and um, 
but yeah. that's I mean that's that's where kind of the I think the art comes into yeah. play. I think we've over the years experience. we've learned to play more attention to that too. That's yeah. just something we I mean learning from podcast just learning talking to people like oh my gosh you got to rub those hops you got to make sure that that's what you want out of a hop because sure. before it was like you just buy hops and be like. What do you this mean, man? This is supposed yeah. to be the same hop as the other hop. This like, is no, X, Y, or Z. Even, and, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's, it's fun. I mean, yeah. today I'm glad we, it was a learning experience. Yeah, like, once again. It up. You're yeah. still learning, huh? Always learning. Every day. <laughs> a lot, actually. Yeah. What beer have you not made yet that you've, you've been excited to try yeah. to make, but but for whatever reason you haven't got to it yet, or there's... X, Y, or Z method that you haven't tried or like, is there a certain beer that you're excited to some down, day down the road make? I think for me, us moving into this Flanders red, this barrel aged process mm-hmm. uh, and doing this Solera style is something that I'm really excited about. So Solera, style. Solera is it's pulled from like uh, making port in the wine industry. And so what it comes down to is basically we're going to brew our Flanders red and we're going to age it in these, these red wine barrels. And what you'll do is you're going to pull off half of the liquid that's, that's in those and bottle that and, and do whatever we do. Uh, but at that time you're going to be brewing and, and putting back in filling half of those barrels with new beer. And so what, what essentially is happening is that, over time, you're getting, you're accelerating the aging process of sure. this beer. So you have half of that barrel that's now one year old that we're blending in new beer. And a year from now, we, we pull off half of that. So now you have a quarter that's two years and, mm-hmm. and a quarter, right? Like, so always you, you have some of that leftover beer that's there and you're accelerating this aging process. And it's, it's very much this like living culture, this like sourdough bread kind yeah. of idea of, you pull a little bit, you 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 leave a little bit, yep. and it's it's always there to kickstart the next batch that's going, and it it always leaves its its little bit of um, effect on the on the on the new batch that's coming sure, in, and sure. and and teaching it its ways of how to be that sour beer. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's something that's really exciting to be able to um, continually brew this this similar beer that that keeps going into these barrels and we pull some and, and add some and just kind of see how one vintage changes um, mm-hmm. and and how that, that process affects what we're pulling from those barrels. So that's something that I'm really excited to play around with. That's awesome. interesting. What about you, Phil? Just the Flanders Red part. I'm excited to brew that beer. <clears throat> something different. Minus that... the uh, what he was talking about, which I am also <laughs> excited for that too, but... Just the basic Flanders Red to see if we can pull that off, and so yeah. this would be two different. Well, it'll be the similar thing, same but thing, it, just but that, like just that first. Beer. It'll be the first cut. Yeah, that first. Beer yeah, Flanders out Red to see, and if then we you can, get and the. And then from there, I'm yeah. Then you're then aging it, and yeah. then it's an experiment, man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah. That is so much and fun. And that's somewhere in the near future. Yeah, yeah wine so on I mean, the barrels come come tomorrow and uh, tomorrow. Yeah, nice. Um, we brew that beer probably in a month and okay. and fill those up and and just let time cool time take care of the rest. Sure. <laughs> and then we have, nice. then we have uh, cease and desist too. 
That's number two. Yeah, Look out for C and D number two. Yeah. <laughs> I like I'm that's waiting awesome. for the uh well you probably didn't do a big enough run for the Mario Kart. Uh I'm waiting for that Rainbow one. Too. Road. Yeah. Rainbow that Road. That beer is coming back. Yeah, that one was, was good. Sour IPA. It was great. That was yeah, we were excited was, about yeah. it. That was one of our my favorite beers that we brewed for yeah. sure. That was a good one. So. Well, we are we gonna crack into the last one? Are you how are you doing? Thank you for know. sharing. You put, yeah, thank you, you for letting Belgian us Belgian beers that. and barrels, for to me it improves them. Yeah, tenfold. yeah. Oh god, this, yeah. yeah. One, this was great. Thanks for busting it out. Yeah. I so mean, we we just uh, we cracked into the last one. We're getting to the home stretch here, and is. we've got uh, batch one hundred. Which what's the story on this one? Belgian quad, uh, aged in brandy barrels. Okay. Yeah. Brandy. So that was oh, okay. that was quite literally our 100th batch. Wow. Um, 100th one batch. that okay. we we felt needed to be a, a barrel aged beer. Something special. So it, it spent a year in brandy barrels. Um, wow. What did we do for batch 200, Nick? I'm sure it was farmers. Farmers can. Farmers can. <laughs> What so we not do? so special. Batch 200 wasn't as exciting as Batch 100. We felt like that was a, that was a big deal. Ooh. I think we were kind of busy at that Batch 200. I think we came up and we were like, oh, it's Batch 200. Shoot. <laughs> Whatever's forgot. on the schedule oh. is what we're doing, I guess. I love yeah. that chocolatey yeah, yeah. smell. That yeah, smells delicious. Yeah, the smell overload. It does yeah. have a, a, a touch of a booziness at the end. What's the ABV? For, for you? Yeah, for. 10%. It says 10% on the bottle. Okay. So something like I'd that. I'd go with that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And Barrel aged beers are. It's 10%. What is they, the. Yeah, it's just standard. So, just yeah, I get a lot of like dark fruit characters. So yeah. I get like some fig. Yep. Some figs. raisiny plum fig kind of stuff. But big time there. fig. Big time fig. So. Oh. What, when was this? Like how it. long ago was this been in the the bottle, and what was the? Time so frame this there? beer was brewed oh. in twenty, I think early twenty seventeen. Okay. Aged for a year, released in in so twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah, kind of like uh, late so, winter twenty eighteen. So, so like it's January been there for a while too. Yeah, so this has been sitting around for a little bit. Oh, pulling out yeah, all so the this stops. Is, this has been aged for this a while. Is so smooth. God, this is good. Yeah. But another like this is another, I think, great kind of Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner yeah. kind of thing. Special. You know, occasion. It plays. Yeah. It plays so well to like very like, rich food and. We're a special occasion. We. I mean, hey, I've. I feel That's we're far. special. All all around. We're special. Absolutely. But, uh, we're special. Yeah. <laughs> this. Uh, for for them to bust out this stuff here, I, I mean. No, seriously, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's awesome to get so to try good. some of this stuff that we otherwise wouldn't have had an opportunity to. This is yeah, uh, you guys did an amazing job of. Uh, oh, it's tasty, mm. very good. Thank you, man. Uh, Thank you. If you could do any of this over, would you? What would you change? I mean, you don't have to say partners because, I mean, you're sitting here. I won't go that far. <laughs> you probably but. don't want to do that. But <laughs> That's a great question. I, would, you, would you change? What have you chosen this location? That's an interesting that? question, too. I like that question a lot. Um, I still like it. Yeah. Obviously, it's convenient for me in many ways. Yeah. Um, it's, it's done the job so far. Yeah. 
Is there a lot of room for expansion? Could we have changed locations and been in a different location in Montevideo and had it be better? That's another good question. I don't know where else we would have gone where we would have been like, oh, that's... Yeah. And I, but I, I've never thought about it yeah. a lot. I mean, we yeah. looked around for other places yeah. as far as a bigger brewery goes, yeah. Yeah. but I don't know where this place would have gone better. And maybe Nick's got a better idea than I do because I haven't really looked around a lot. So No, I also love the question. Um, a spot in Montevideo where you're like, yeah, that... that outs- yeah, outside of building a... You know, would it be great to build a location that would house what we want to have? Yeah you know, in that two to three years down the road or what we thought we could have filled. Yeah, maybe. Um, but you never know. No. Um, you know, it's always like hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty. what yep. we know now. You know, we had no idea at the time, like, how well this was going to go. Yep. So mm-hmm. could we have filled a bigger space? Sure, absolutely. But I think, I think one thing that we, we are super proud of is the fact that we've filled a, a building in downtown Montevideo. Like we're, we're, we are part of revitalizing yeah. what is main street. Sure. You know, it yeah. had you looked at main street on, on honestly, any given night, uh, in 2015, it would have been quite empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to, to be responsible for the fact that now, if you looked at main street post 2016, post talking waters opening, that it's lively, yep. that people are downtown, that people are on Main Street. I don't think I would trade that for anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it difficult for us to expand? Absolutely. Sure. But I think what we're proud of is the fact that we are helping uh, our community and helping Montevideo be something that is is uh, a little bit more relevant. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Western Minnesota is is easily a place that's dying. And so to be to be responsible for I think kind of getting that AED out there and yeah. shocking this this culture into being uh, like back alive for a yeah. while yeah. like uh, that's something that we're super proud of and that we love and I think our community yeah. members are are digging and and that's why they come in here too right like Support they local. they're proud of it yeah. they're su- they're super proud of what we're doing and, and and proud that Montevideo is is their home and that Talking Waters is their brewery so honestly looking back I don't think I would change what we did or where we're at because of that aspect sure. because of the effect that it's had on on Montevideo's main street and downtown sure. um and that's that's the pulse of of this community too so if if we weren't here what happens two years down the road? Yeah. What happens five years down the road? Um, hopefully we're still here. Hopefully we're continuing to push. And hopefully other businesses are here because we're bringing more people here yeah. too, right? So I, I hope to see not just like a five-year plan for us, but a five-year plan for Montevideo that yeah. is a little bit exciting for Main Street and that people are looking local and supporting the place that, that they're from or that they're living. Sure. And yeah. everything is not being outsourced to to Walmart or Amazon or whatever it might be, right? Like Mm -hmm. that they're supporting their neighbor. Support the local, yeah. Absolutely. Have pride in it too. Yeah. Going from home brewing, getting into actually creating a a brewery, like what, you know, the community as a craft beer community, I should say, is like there's a a lot of collaborations, a lot of this and that, but like what, what mark, I mean, being... Being in this industry and there's there's a lot of competition, a lot of people making great beer. Like, what mark do you want to leave on craft beer 
in Minnesota? That's a, I know it's tough, but that's a really good question. <laughs> but like, what what do you want to add to the community that you feel like you can do that other people can't? Like, what mark do you want to leave on it? Man, that's great. You you killed the sparrow. No, you got to take no, a, take a no, no, no. Oh, yeah, keep going. I feel amazing. like um, I want to leave the mark where we started from, like where, where we just started from, Frank and Brew System, Garage Brewing, into in four or five years being recognized as one of the top breweries in Minnesota. Okay. That's so basically we, that's we are Nirvana. I, I, I mean, no, <laughs> we're, we're a garage. Like it's achievable. Like, that is band, right? Like grunge. Yeah, what I mean, top, I'm no, not saying we're like garage top. grunge Two. band. And the top but what we're going to do is nice. we are going to out of nowhere, sell records that are going to, <laughs> Hey, be lasting, everlasting. Yeah. everlasting. When are you guys? I dig die? it. I love that idea. No, I. <laughs> and that's just brewery related. That doesn't have anything to do with the community. That has nothing to do. That's a selfish. No, want. I'm all about that. Right. I dig that so much. I so. It's achievable, though. I mean, you guys pump. I mean, if your if your hang up didn't didn't happen. I mean, that's that's a that's a killer. Yeah, no, we're we're proud stride. of we're proud of the uh, Confluence series, but um, <laughs> no, I I agree a hundred percent with what Phil's saying. Uh, there are so many breweries that are doing really well that are pushing the envelope and and doing all kinds of great stuff. Um, a lot of breweries so, making really great and beers. making really great so, beers. So, you know, so is it something that we're going to come out. up with with something that's the most innovative thing in the world? I don't know if that's the case. But I want to stand out as what we're doing. But I want to. I, I, I agree. Yeah. We want to stand out, and I think we want to be. I think we want to be a, a part of a group of breweries that are in outstate Minnesota that that can prove that we're just that we're just as qualified and just as good and just as skilled. Uh, and just as passionate yeah. as the breweries that are in in some, downtown some Minneapolis, breweries that right? People hear yeah, about all absolutely. The time. Yep. So what I would love to see is for for people to to have a growing respect for for outer Minis- like outer out outstate Minnesota yeah. breweries, right? Yeah. And to realize that there's there's something there, right? There are some breweries out here. Uh, outside of like that m- metro that area, area that are doing things that are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, and and there, like I said, there are a lot of them. So I, I want to be able to. I want to be a part of pushing the fact that it doesn't matter where you're at. Um, that w- we can produce really high quality liquid. Yeah. And um, hopefully, uh, we get people traveling here because of it. Yeah. Sure. Coming here, this—I mean, your building, your atmosphere, your backdrop—it's it, you guys. You guys did a, a an amazing job. I love the mural. That that it, it. Yeah. Well, that's a, you know honestly that's a testament to the quality of local artists that we have. Yeah. Um. So as we were designing our space, we wanted to make sure that local artists were showcased. Yeah. And that mural is, I think, uh, the most prominent piece that we have. But yeah. uh, outside of that, we have so many parts that are are very very much you know tied to our local community. Yeah. But Melena Handeen uh, absolutely killed it with that mural, and oh, to know that's that awesome. that's to that's that's all freehand, yeah. right? Like, yeah. wow. there's that no is... there's no projector. 
right? No like stencils. That's there. there's they no stencils. That thing is, is killed it. That's awesome. One hundred percent. She's up on a ladder, free handing that mural, and yeah. and it's it's the most, one of the great. most impressing things yeah. we have. In that it. is a solid for sure. That's a for sure. That's I mean, that is sure. There is a lot of R's in that for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Is there any other brewery anywhere that you want to collab with? If you could, who would it be? Is this in the state of Minnesota? <laughs> no, I I don't care where it's at. Who would we collab with? Yeah, I mean, just okay. I mean, so I have a couple ideas. Yeah. Um, and for for different reasons because they might be listening. Yeah, I hope so, they are. Oh, they will I be. I mean, I'm just... Okay, so just because of our experience in, in Denver last year, I would oh, say Cerebral yeah. is oh my a gosh, brewery that's yes. absolutely killing it. Yeah. Now, is that realistic? Probably not, because they are they're uh, out of our league at this Come point. Come on now. In my Come on now. Pretty they're, Woman. They're pre- killing pretty it. Pretty Woman. Right? They're killing it. But it's one I of think, the coolest breweries I've ever I think we have so much to learn from a brewery like that. They're they're super inspiring, and, and I love their beers. Yeah, uh, awesome. Whether it was a hazy beer or like a pastry stout, they were they were doing absolutely okay. amazing. Okay. Uh, so we said Cerebral. Cerebral, okay. For, Cerebral. For, for one. Uh, my other one uh, that's outside of the state, uh, would be Notch Brewing, and they're on the East Coast. Okay. And so they are they are known for brewing uh, really kick-ass traditional Czech-style lagers. Ooh. So whether it's like a Czech Pils or, or whatever it might be, but I would love to delve deeper into uh, the techniques of making a really high-quality lager. Yeah. Um, and so the, they're, they're a brewery that I would be really looking to <laughs> in minnesota awesome. sure now that's a that's a different question it, it's easy to pick the the ones that are out like far away because you're less connected <laughs> to them you know or you're like you see them less often yeah and so like okay now we have to pick one from all of our friends that but, we brew but with from, or I that, we, gather, that we hang out with you guys end up checking out a fair amount of breweries when you're headed to different places our brand manager does a whole lot of that. <laughs> well, I know, but I see, I see some of it a little bit. You were just at Back Channel, all these different places. Like, yeah, um, I was not at any of those places, by the well, way. Phil, <laughs> come on, man. He's uh, he's he's got his feet well, firmly planted. So, okay, all right. So if I'm gonna pick a Minnesota brewery that I want to collab with, um, whoa, whoa. I'm gonna pick first. I've never heard no, of that. Fine. It's gonna be four. I'm saying whoa, whoa, like. What's yeah. coming next? Well, I just called it, didn't yeah. I? What'd you say? So so my pick is Forager. Okay. I knew this it. is why. I knew because it. I feel like Forager has they they are killing it with their stouts. With the where with Imperial Stouts with bottles like this. Absolutely. But what what they're doing with barrel aging and big beers and big dark beers in particular. I think is um, it is incredibly artful in what they're doing, and it's not something that I feel like uh, I or we have a really good grasp on. Sure, that's sure. not our strength. Okay, and so part of what of doing a collab learning for me process. would be learning, right? And yeah. so uh, okay. Forger would be one of those spots that I feel like they're killing that aspect of the the brewing industry that I would like to be better at sure and so i would like to learn from what they do yeah sure it's not to say that they're doing the best of of all of the things but um, certain but that particular thing that i would like to to be better at yeah um 
I feel like they're they're killing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I love the humbleness of of this whole yeah, yeah. thing. I, I love how you can call it out, and you're not a you're not afraid of it. You're not ashamed of it. And uh, and uh, yeah. Are you laughing but, about him being humble? I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I, I, it's, it's hard. I, I feel I, like I'm the first to admit that I do not know everything that there is to know about Yeah, growing. for sure. He'll admit that right and away. And anybody... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy. Uh, I love it. I'm, and I'm, any, but anybody that would say that is is completely off, right? Like, there's so many things to know well, you, and so no, many I'm not aspects. He's admitted many times about the barrel aging deal that he's yeah. like... There's more he could know. That. I want to be better at that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Nick. I want to help facilitate this. At, and and that part of part is and like, part of it is that we honestly we like like we said we don't we don't dabble or play with it enough. Yeah. And That's so if we if we could it, accelerate but, yeah. that process by doing collaboration with somebody that yeah. knows what they're doing, yeah. and that could like you know jump us ahead like light years yeah. in in what we're Does, we're trying to figure out. That that to the me limited amount we've done. I I think it's been. Maybe we should just stick to a limited amount. We're two or three successful. So, all right. Okay. I'll, uh, I'm gonna. I will talk to James. Shout out to James. Shout out to James. James. We've met uh, James. James is a, a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. James from uh, from from Forger. From Forger. Oh yes. We've yeah. actually met yep. Austin too, who's their their head brewer. Okay. Super sure. good dude. Yep. Um, we've met multiple people from from Forger who sure. are like standout great human beings. So. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a matter of us extending, like, uh, hey, could you help us out? Yep. Well, Phil, who's Phil collabing with? Yeah. Like, what's, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> question. I mean, anyone. I know. It's tough. I really don't know, to be honest. I, I think there's a lot of different collaborations we could do. We've got a whole list. I well, think yeah. a lot of the guys would be cool. personally want to? I know. I can't think of one. That's like, I'm just outstanding. Do you have a favorite brewery? Um, what about like? I mean, I, think I like a bunch of breweries. I I don't know who would be. Remember when you guys awesome collabed to on this collaborate thing? with? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a great letter. question. I don't, uh, I don't have a. I don't, gonna, a I don't know if it, I don't know if it's going to reach him. I don't know if it's appropriate. We're going to throw a, a thank you out to Confluence Brewing in Des Moines. Yeah, Iowa I have been for, there for, for the season. I don't want to collaborate with for them, the season no. assist on our uh, Confluence series. <laughs> We apologize. So Montevideo is at the confluence of two very great rivers. We're at the confluence of the Minnesota and Chippewa River. Well, yeah. which is the, well done with which the is Nick. why we decided yeah. on the yeah. on the beer. Yeah, it's also I think the confluence, the confluence like confluence means like the it coming together of two yes, things. Exactly. So in in our in our mind, it was the coming together of like multiple uh, aspects it, of yeah, brewing. Yeah. You weren't trying and to. So it worked well for us. It wasn't yeah. that we were trying to steal a name. Yep, no, not enough. at all. Um, but we're we're super. Um, I think we're super flat. That we actually got the cease and desist yeah, letter. Kind of they hey, noticed you. Somebody you noticed us. Out. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't mind it. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. We're trying not to reach out and touch people in bad ways. So <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think in, I think the future we're gonna scratch that out of our. It's, uh, who it's you want to collab with? I, I gotta say, if Shells ever wants to collaborate, that's a straight up shout out to Jay Smarty. Jay Smarty's the dude. That'd be so awesome to brew with Jay Smarty. It's it's why not collab sweet. with the the oldest family-owned brewery in Minnesota? That's okay. That's that right. cool like, to say. That is like, cool. If, there's a lot if, of history there. If that's there's, epic. If there's not right? like value in the history of what and we're Sheldon's talking about, doing, what fooders, uh, barrel aging. I mean, that guy right now. Yeah, is what he's doing with the Star Keller project. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's actually probably 
I appreciate the hell out of that answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. It, it was over the top. It's not what you expected. It's not what you wanted either. Not what no, I was expecting. I know you had something that you wanted. I wanted to go with that. Yeah. No, I had no idea. Honestly, I but I dig that. I, I, I knew Forager was going to yes. probably come I mean, you up. Can, but so if you let go of it, it just floats. It just stays there because the, <laughs> the support holds it. But that's a mic drop. Are you are you taking off? He's got to step out. He's got to step out. Oh, he's going to step out. Yeah. He's so he's battling. He's battling an ailment. An ailment. Yeah. 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 So our brand manager is going to step in. Okay. So we got Jamie on here now, which everyone has already, uh, they know about Jamie now because she's already been on. They know everything about my life. So they, they are aware of Jamie and she is talking waters, uh, Brand manager. Brand manager is my whatever title. you want to call it. What, what's that's the specific yeah. thing? Okay, Whippy, brand manager. Like, I made that up myself. Like, okay. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and they like and they hold like, to it, right? They do. Okay. She's like well, the sometimes CEO. they don't call me by my name. That's all that matters. Yeah. I, just I don't know if you guys like Phil. late nineties. If you were ever into Xena Warrior Princess, I remember oh, it. I was not in it. So, but I remember this, it. She's very much the Xena Warrior Princess of Talking Waters. <laughs> She's got she's got a whip, uh, and she she had eyes like I'm not sure where he's going with this. She yeah 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 exactly. Uh, there can be only one. Uh, that's that's Highlander, I think, right? That's Highlander. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah she's she's a warrior princess, so she's got the whip, and she basically tells us exactly what needs to happen. What needs to be done? She knows what's going on in the branding and the marketing. Oh, uh, she's uh, she's been an awesome addition. She's, she's a good. complete rock star for what we do, what we're doing. Yeah. She's trying to keep the train on the tracks, so to speak. Yeah, I'm gonna quickly <laughs> open a beer while we yeah yeah do it right over here. the apple. Lilikoi wheat. Lilikoi. So that's another one that. So this Nick, is one uh, that's coming out tomorrow. That back from yeah, so this is straight Where, oh. straight back from the Hawaiian vibes. Yeah. yeah. So like I live in in Beach World in my brain. Oh. In your brain. Um, High five. So so my significant other, my wife, my awesome like partner in in life, she keeps me here in cold Minnesota. Uh, but otherwise you'd be on. But the otherwise I, I love her to death. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Otherwise I would be on a beach surfing i would be selling coconuts for like a buck a piece to survive just, honestly just like, to hit the next yeah, wave yeah exactly right? yeah, yeah that's my life yeah. um so as much as i can bring back from my beach life to to minnesota that's what straight i'll straight down to the pewter so minnesota aloha <laughs> lily koi wheat those are things that like from from our uh tropical travels that we're trying to yeah, bring nice. back to it's so did you guys know that lily koi is Essentially, the same thing as passion fruit. Lily koi is passion fruit. Yeah. Yes. Lily not a lot of people is, know it, that. It's a Hawaiian. I did not of know passion that. Fruit. So mm-hmm. to me, so this is lily koi wheat. This it's dang. Has, it's a lot like a sour. Yeah, dang close to a sour. Yeah, but it has it has great like refreshness, like a, a refreshness. refreshness. <laughs> like a, um, I like it. No, I I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. But it has that little tartness, like uh-huh. a sour wood. It's very tart. Yeah. Yep. So, so passion fruit itself is is quite tart. Um, so it it's not brewed to be a sour, but um, the base beer is very standard in terms of a wheat beer, mm-hmm. letting the fruit come through and and really shine. So, yeah. oh, it, I- it does in a sense become that that tart sour beer 
because of the fruit, which is what we were anticipating. So I totally see um, where you say refreshing. Yeah, that's what you said, no, right? Absolutely. Refreshness. Yeah. Refreshness. Yeah. Refreshness. Like it's it's it got is. this refreshing. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, it, uh, it's got what is like that perfect, I don't know, it's in balanced. my opinion, like nice. pa- passion fruit is like the quintessential tropical fruit, right? Yeah, like sure. everything about it is like what you anticipate the tropical smell and taste to be there's like a little citrusy mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like tartness with the acidity that's there but it also has a like very tropical funkiness that is like the combination of things like mango and papaya and and things that are very not like very not midwestern yes, right like sure. it's it's definitely yes. not midwestern it's very like uh tropical location tart beer and and it's it's that kind of like vacation in your mouth essentially yeah this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this totally yes is not what i was expecting yeah (laughs) when you when you when you read the can yeah no no i enjoy it a lot that can art profiles to this beer yeah jamie nice job so I I, th- I I dig that can so much. It is so much like a mm. like a sunrise or sunset, whatever yes. it might be. Like, flip it over. Every like it that is one. it is the picture that I'm taking on a beach yes. vacation, right? Yeah. Like I, it's the sun rising or the sun setting on like a beautiful yeah. golden like sand beach, right? Yeah. That's that's exactly what it is, and yeah. and that's what the beer is is supposed to Brings kind of bring you. out. Yeah. yeah. So Jamie has been listening to this episode this whole time, and now she's finally on the show oh, geez. for the second well, I time. I was somewhat listening. I was actually working over there. She was trying. She Believe was, it or not. She was you know you're listening. Working, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did we not ask them that we should have? That oh. you feel our listeners should, should yeah. know about? I've uh, thought of one thing. Good. Yeah. Let's hear it, Jamie. I have one thought when you were asking about like what I've missed. And so... One thing I thought of and has kind of like dawned on me since I've been working closer with these guys is how many people I hear, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, well, you were so yeah, soft. How many, I know. How many, how many I people that, you up a little bit louder than my monitor. Thank you. That said this is nice. Um, how many people I hear say like regular craft beer drinkers or now some of the home brewers I hang around sure. that talk about opening their own brewery one day yeah. and, and yeah. oh my gosh, wouldn't it be so cool if we could do this or I'm I let's open a brewery. Like yeah. I hear people say that so often and I think um, now that I see firsthand what goes into it and all of like the heavy decision making and stress and joy and love that goes into it, but really it's fucking hard. So, say, so this I is, just want this is I would a question like people I to hear like had some to of the finish real, the show. Jay. Yeah, you're like right some on. Of the real challenges that I go wanted into to hear, running a brewery that yeah. maybe not were not anticipated. Yeah, that absolutely. That's, Phil's I think, obviously not here, but I like think, perfect. Like, I think that's okay. kind of probably why Phil says I'm glad there's three of us. <laughs> probably, because, you know, I th- I think and and I shouldn't even say three of you, right? Because there's the fourth that that you handle uh, a lot of heavy lifting that yeah. well, on is, the, on is social media side and branding and yeah. that Absolutely. whole thing. That's a whole nother so, aspect of it. I mean, that 
There's four it's a big of you. challenge, and it's huge right yeah, now so, that you need. Yeah, so this is one that I think we, I fielded quite a bit, and it, it lends into what Jamie does for us, and that's why, I mean, it's honestly why she's here. So, like, what are some things that are challenging for us is that uh, we get into, you know, you always get into something because you're passionate about, like, the doing of the thing. Yes. Whatever that thing might be. So for us, that thing is making beer. Yeah. Right? Like, we're super passionate about that. But what you don't realize or what you do realize and and you, like, underestimate is the fact that in doing that thing and wanting to sell it, you have to do all of these other things. Yes. Right? And you're probably, most likely, not really good at those things. Yes. Okay? But uh, if, um, hopefully, you're smart enough to realize, like, that's the truth. Yes. That you're not good at everything. You're not going to be able that, to. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you're good at certain things and that's why you got into it or you're passionate enough about something that you can get good at it because you love it so much. Yeah. But outside of that, you're not good at everything else yeah. because so much of your energy is spent into that passion. of. There's only of so much doing. time in a day. <laughs> exactly. So when, so when Jamie asked like, what are the things that are surprising or what are the things that like caught you but like off guard or or what is it that you didn't think that you could do and um honestly it's it's what why we have her like one of the reasons why we have her like she is um by far and away like one of the best things that we've invested in in terms of skill set and attitude and personality like she fits really well she has her shit together she knows what she's doing she's super skilled in her in her field um but what she does is is marketing, and that's not something that we do, right? Like, you want to focus end, on in brewing the end. What I want to do is I want to make beer. Yeah, and I don't want to spend any time marketing that beer, worrying I, about whether exactly, you're pumping exactly. out enough. And and to, so, yeah, so and so, media, what, the, so what she does is she does that well. Mm-hmm. She does it really well. And there are other aspects of, of a job that you need to realize that you don't do um, as well as you want to. Yeah. Right. Uh, And so you have to have you have to be humble enough to realize that you're not good at everything. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a really big takeaway as an entrepreneur to realize like you're not perfect. You can't do it all. Mm -hmm. And so many entrepreneurs want to do it. Yeah. Right. And and I I admire the hell out of it because I get where it's coming from. Like Mm -hmm. that's why you that's that's why you're going to be good. I think. Yeah. As long as you're is your as long as you're smart enough to realize that you're not as good as you think. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the best yeah. entrepreneurs are the ones that finally realize or are smart enough to realize like the fact that you have a skill set in something, and that's that's why you're going for the job or the, the business that you are, um, but that you're not the best at everything. But to make your business the best. You have to surround yourself with people that are the best. Good people and systems that work. One of my favorite sayings I heard recently, and then you can go back, is the best entrepreneurs know what they don't know. Yeah, sure. And that's essentially the key to becoming successful. That's Yeah, it's 100% right. right? I I feel like so many get trapped in the world of, I want to do everything myself. And that's that's me included, right? Like you have this... This ego 
an expectation in your mind, right? Like you have this competitive drive and this ego and that's what makes great entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you get stuck in the ego and you get stuck in, I'm the best and I know everything that I'm doing and nobody else is going to help me. Uh, you are no longer going to be successful. Yeah. Like you will be successful for a very brief period of your time. And I think there's a, there's a, there's a moment there. There's a point of where like initially you can't just be like, Oh, I'm going to have this person do this thing. And this person, you might have to be the person you that's doing everything for a moment. For sure. As soon as you can pay for that person to yeah. be there. Yeah. Um, timing is do it, yeah. you know, do it because but you, you need to have the foresight only, to do not it. Not only does it provide like the better, like more st- stability for that, that platform that you're trying to like make, it also frees you up to do the things that you to want get back to do. Yeah. To get back to the things that you're best at and the mm-hmm. things that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Absolutely. for us, I think to step away from like, okay, we suck at marketing, but we know we need to do it because we're new to bring somebody in, not only to bring somebody in, but to bring somebody in that was like super knowledgeable about the craft beer industry was huge for us. Thanks, Micah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know where the question started, but we can no, end that, it with... This is with Brew Chat, our, buddy. This is our, Brew Chat, absolutely. No, with our, works, I, I, I think the people that are staffed for us, like for Jamie... She's an absolute rock star for what we do. You're you're doing as well as you are because of the people that you have around you. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah. That's, and that's awesome. And we we appreciate the hell out of uh, the people that are in our corner. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Well, you, you guys are doing well. It shows. Really great I mean, stuff. It, exactly, it, it, it shows. There's a lot of people like James was saying that that have these aspirations of maybe starting a brewery or whether they're home brewing or not. I mean, I think I'm even in this camp a little bit. But like, what advice would you give your former self before, before even starting, you know, yeah. thinking of the way you were back then, like what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? It's deep. <laughs> I like it. No, I, no, it's a good question. There's a lot of people that would love you to know, have a brewery and. I'm in it on a different but, uh, aspect yeah. of, of the whole thing. You know, I'm, I think I'm, it's, um, and I know for me and, you know, Micah and I, our brewery that we're making, like, I, we want to know. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. It, um, Take some time. No, I, mean, I think, think it's, it. I think it's something that you, you think about, but you don't realize necessarily like everything the, that goes into the it. The importance of it. I think it's just like, like realize and accept the hustle, okay. right? Like know, know what it is to bust your butt. To do what it is that you love. Glorified cleaning job, huh? It's no. That's what I hear. I mean, but yeah, sure, it is. Like at at the, at, the, at at its lowest point, it is that right. Like it's like you're a you're a bona fide janitor, right? Like you're cleaning <laughs> tanks, and you're a, you're a, a yeast rancher, and you're all of these things that people say. Um, but I think in the end, it's like if you want to make it. Right, like, and this is, I think, in brewing, but in honestly, anything that you want to do, if you have an idea, and you want this to be your job, accept the fact that the hustle is real, right? Like, it is hard work, all day, every day, across the board. You gotta show yeah. up. You gotta show up. You know, 
all of us all of us think and want and wish for the fact that okay our hustle is paid off and we get to vacation and we get the time off and we get to like have a regular job but you don't get that yeah right like this I, isn't it yeah and like every time I think that it should be, I I step back and I think I'm an idiot because it's not, right? Like you don't get the days off. It's not a Monday through Friday kind of thing. Like this is not what you sign up for. Yeah. You sign up to do the thing that you love. You're going to be here. And you better like respect the shit out of the fact that that's not a, a Monday through Friday, 40 hour week kind of thing. Like this is an all-encompassing takes over your life yeah like this is who i am and what i do kind of thing and if you are willing to accept that and push through it and like really like dig in then i think you'll be successful sure if it's a thing that is like and there are there's like don't blame like for sure there are times where i'm like holy shit like this is this is over the top. This is beyond like what I thought it was going to be. But if you like buy into it and, and like let that be the only thing that's in your life, it's not going to work because you'll shut down pretty quickly. Right. Like what, what is common about all of these people that are running the breweries across the state and across the nation that are really doing well is that they are hustling their ass off that they're putting work in that you don't see and time and effort that, that no one it's sees. not, it's not, it's biggest, not a normal job. It's the biggest thing that if they're, if they have a great family life, kudos to them because they're putting in more hours more than anybody else is that happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was trying to I get mean, across that, when I was, when I was mentioning that earlier. Well, yeah. Jamie and I really, have talked about this a little bit. Really hard. And you and it's, totally don't see what goes into it yeah, behind the scenes. Effort. Like it looks Beer is fun, right? Yeah. You know, when you're here, you're enjoying it. It's fun. But exactly. there's so much yeah. time and things that they give up to make it all and possible. And headaches and things that don't and work out. And a lot out. of money at the end of the day. So yeah. that's that's all stressful. That all adds to the factor. And so you have to have the hustle and the passion. Otherwise, it's, and the support team. Like, yeah. the, the yeah. not only your coworkers, but, but like... Spouses and stuff. Spouses, yeah. For all sh- of that. Absolutely for sure. All of that mm-hmm. impacts it. And so... Yeah, it's easy to say, like, I work in the beer industry. Like, we get to drink and play and do all these fun things. Which sometimes actually happens for us, right? <laughs> sometimes. Like, sometimes that's a part not of it. all the time. <laughs> you know, but that's not it. That's yeah. not everything. Um, there, there are times where, like, I think a lot of work goes into play, and like Jamie said, uh, the fact that you have people in your corner that have given up their time and life for you to do those things mm-hmm. is tough, right? Like yep. it's, and that's uh, it's not. I'm not gonna like say that it's brewery specific because that's not it. Definitely, but it is. Yeah, it there is are a lot like of things that are that way. It is entrepreneur specific. Yeah, yeah like, for yeah. sure. That's how it goes. Like if you want to be a, su- a successful entrepreneur and have a business that works, it's a lot of time. Yeah. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of time from people that are it. in your life. Cause if you have those people in your life, they have to realize like so much of it is dedicated to doing yeah. this well. Mm-hmm. And if you want me to be like at my full potential, 
I have to be able to do this at my full potential. And sure. like, that's a time commitment. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. uh, it's, it's super interesting. Yeah. The, the, the dynamics, the dynamics, of like, that yeah, have to go into it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're talking yeah. about it from the perspective of being three and a half years in and you're still. Yeah. Sure. Grinding. Still. Every still, day. Grinding. still yeah. yeah. So well, it's yeah. not, you're still in the trenches. Definitely. Right. Definitely. So, it's just like a, a classic I don't, startup. Story. I don't know that I would look at any knowing the people that I know who are very successful in what they do. I don't know that I would ever look at them as they're out of the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, still as there. successful as they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, like you look at you know, we talked about Jay Smarty and Shells, who has been here for I don't know, over hundred and sixty years. Yeah. They're right? Like, like I, I still feel sure. like they're not out of the trenches, that they're always working hard and he is always busting his ass to do the best for his company and the best for beer and the best for for what he believes is right. And so it's like yeah. you're, I don't think you're ever out of it, right? Yeah. Like well, you're never out of the trenches. Always changing. So, and exactly, I mean, you're continuing exactly. to evolve and exactly. continuing to go yeah. along with like you. You got to stay relevant. You got to do these things, and and it's it's never it's never yeah. ending. Yeah, there's you never absolutely. really a time to rest on your laurels. No, no. and you got to love it. You got to love it. Otherwise, sure. it's just that it's not. If that's not something that you enjoy about it, you're gonna struggle big yeah. time, right? Like if you if you're not always looking for the challenge of how do we improve? Like, how do we become better? And how do we, that's going to be really hard. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we, I think we, we should probably wrap this up. (laughs) Huh? What do you think? Jay? Yeah. Yeah. That's up to you guys. Well, we could go all night. Literally. I mean, Nick, we, we just love this, but we probably (laughs) should wrap it up. So where can people find you guys? So Jamie already did this. We'll let her do this. Uh, personally, yeah. Saying, yeah, yeah, on the on the socials. On um, the socials, yes. I probably most active on Instagram. Okay. And it's my my handle is very confusing and long, but it's my first name Jamie J M E. I had to shorten it because it didn't fit with my long last yep. name. Yeah. Shabluski. Shabluski. Okay. Yeah. Which is super easy to spell. Yeah. yeah it is. Sha, the color blue. And the action ski. Ski. Yeah. Figure it out. Uh It's a a tough one. You'll get there. You'll find her. You'll find her. Yep. I have faith in you people. Absolutely. So that's my personal. Nick, what's your personal? So I'm at uh, TWBC Brewer uh, on Instagram. Okay. You can find us at uh, TW Brewing Co. Yes. uh, Instagram, Twitter. Waters. Yep. Instagram account. Yep. But uh, personally. Twitter. Facebook. Yeah, personally, nice. you'll find me on at TWBC Brewer. Okay. Um, He's looking to, to get up to 500 followers. I need 500 followers need by the end Take summer. our influence, which is yeah, very it's big strong. Right I know now. the force is it's strong. Huge. Yes. Uh, people follow Nick. TWBC underscore Brewer. Is that a dot com, Blake? I don't know. I think that's a dot com. That's a dot com. Okay. So a little Jewish flair in there. Um, That's fine. We can accept that. So good. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing my best to get to 500. Yep. Uh, And then also you're gonna check out check out those those crazy photos that I'm sending out pretty soon. (laughs) Pretty soon. I'm sure that's gonna add add to my my uh, Instagram. 
Fame. Cred. Cred. Yeah, fame. Yes. Yeah, yeah. fame. Yeah. Uh, what am yeah. I doing? Oh, a podcast. Um, podcast may be coming my soon. My brand manager is still working on the details. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. He's been wanting to have a podcast for so long. I think we're honestly, we're going to kind of tiptoe our way into it with some great little... Uh, video type vlog it's gonna be Nick a vlog yeah like so, we're thinking about a little ask the brewers type so it's the exact yeah. opposite of what i've been trying to to shoot for i don't like videos but we'll shoot we're gonna have Once a vlog. You see his face. videos yeah so we're gonna do a vlog um watch <laughs> watch out for that i'll be super comfortable uh in my my super position there yeah, um, yeah, can't wait. They'll do great. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Can't so wait to if promote. You, if you've via made it this vlog. far, you know how much of a treat Phil yes, and Nick are. So, yes. so that'll well, be coming quickly. What about Phil? Is he on the gram? He is absolutely not on any. Phil is social not on media. social media. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He is and a he, ghost. But he is a social media if ghost. Photo, if and when his photo gets posted on our talking water, I was going to say. Man, he's like the first one to know about it because he's got people that he knows send people him screenshots. That, yes. There so he has people that know The way people. to yeah. get handles. in touch with Phil is the Talking Waters You might as well Instagram just show account. up at Talking Waters because yes. he's always here. Awesome. He li- almost nice. lives yeah. here. Nice. So I like that. All right. So you've... That's us. Now we got to get to Blake it. here. So this it. is the most interesting. Blake, yeah. where can people find yeah, you? Yeah, you can find me on, on Blake Pipke on the gram. On the gram. <laughs> on the gram. And, I uh, love it. On the gram, people. On the Insta. He's yeah. not at Instagram.com. He's on no. the gram. Yeah. All right. It's, uh, yeah. Or <laughs> Blake Pipke on Facebook. Nice. All right. Sweet. So, that sounds go. good. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Brady's Brews on Instagram primarily and kind of on YouTube. Otherwise, this podcast. To so, be coming. Um, well, I appreciate you guys having us out here. Yes. Being on the podcast. Um, and giving us some really great beers. Oh. And not only that, but like supporting myself. Um, you guys have been awesome to me, so I really appreciate that. And um, yeah. I, I, I'm enjoying the content. Like this, you are the producing content some amazing content here. Yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah, so this is a brew chat. Um, right. Goodbye for now. Peace out. We love you, as Nick says. <laughs>